This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everyone? Today, we are going to be predicting the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup qualifying roster that should come out later this week as we take on the next three games and could potentially clinch our place in this year's World Cup. So we brought on the full squad. We have Tom, Ryan, and Manny today to discuss, debrief, and debate this entire roster. I think what we're going to try and do is keep it under 28 players-ish. What do you guys think about that roster size? What do you think Greg's going to come with? Yeah, 28 sounds about right. Yeah, he said it would be a little bit bigger than most of our squads have been because not only do we have the issues with form and fitness, we also have COVID sort of surging right now. And so there's going to be contingencies to make sure if someone tests positive for COVID, we still have enough players to play. Yeah. All right, so let's jump right into it. I think we have a really nice visual for any of you guys that are watching on YouTube today. For anyone that's listening to the podcast, essentially the way we have this set up is in a tier system. So at the highest tier, we have starting 11 locks, then going down roster locks, then players that are likely on the roster, players that make our roster but don't make Greg's. Then next down is players that make Greg's roster but not ours. And then the bottom tier is players that aren't on any of the rosters. So we have... 46 players, I think, in this player pool that we can get through. I think just as a starting point, we do need to put three players immediately on the not on roster. And that is the injured Gio Reyna, injured Conrad De La Fuente, and injured Timothy Wea. Press F. Everybody for else. Specs. Yeah. <laughs> pour, pour one out for our, our players that are injured right now. They will be back. All right. Um, and now what we're going to do, we're just going to start at strikers. We're going to go through goalkeepers, fullbacks, center backs, center midfielders, and our wingers slash forward group. So guys, let's just jump into the forwards right now, the number nines. We have six to pick from, but feel free to throw out other names if we missed any. That is Jordan P. Fock, Giassi Zardes, Daryl DK, Jesus Ferreira, Ricardo Pepe, and Josh Sargent. So Josh Sargent has kind of been like a forward winger, but I'm putting him in the nine. I don't care what anyone says. He's going to be in this forward group uh, for us to discuss. So maybe if we just start here, Jordan Pifak, does anyone feel very strongly about where he needs to be on this roster? I say he should be on the roster, but who who knows what Greg thinks. I haven't... I have him just not making my cut. I have him as the first forward out. Uh, Just based on minutes played, we're sort of in a crisis for minutes with a lot of positions, and striker is one of them, where we just don't have a lot of guys playing a lot of minutes. And PFOC hasn't played a game since his four-goal game in early December besides some, you know, small friendlies for young boys, whereas we have other strikers who are getting more minutes and are starting to round into a little bit better form. So I think for me... He's the first one out just because he's not been playing a whole lot. Ryan, what do you think? I mean, if we want to go – well, if we want to go straight into that, curious, Tom, does that mean 
where do you have Zardes? And then not to like make the typical Zardes joke, but he's somebody that hasn't been playing, but Greg recently talked about him in the, or talked about players in his press conference that they're going to get three friendlies and they'll be ready to go. So, I mean, I see Zardes as well as somebody that hasn't played in forever, but is only getting friendly minutes as well. So curious is where you stand on if he's in your lineup. I don't personally have him in my lineup, but I think Greg does. We'll go ahead and say that. Okay. I agree. I think Josh Sargent is my number two striker. And I don't, I think Jesus Ferreira is my three right now. And then Daryl DK is off. Yeah, I've got Daryl DK off. I don't think that Greg is bringing him in this window. Don't think he's, I don't think he's a known enough commodity for Greg to trust. So I think, so I think if we're going starting 11 locks, let's go ahead and put Pepe up there. I think we can pretty much count on that one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then if we want to go through the rest of the forwards, PFOC for me doesn't make my roster either. Um, other center forwards that I would be bringing would be DK and Sargent. Okay. And what, so we know from past podcasts that you are still a believer in Sargent. Have you seen enough on merit from him in the last few games to put him on this roster? Or are you kind of going by, we don't necessarily have anyone else and he's going to be the best available option. So I would say, obviously he missed the game to becoming a dad. So that game we're you know, going to understand why he wasn't there. His most re- recent performance with Norwich, uh, I thought he actually looked pretty strong. He had a couple of moments where he was a little loose with the ball, um, but he, he looked like he was a more confident player games that I saw kind of over boxing day, the new year, he lo- he did look a little beat up. He looked down. He looked like he wasn't really feeling himself out there. So uh, it was really a positive sign to see him coming back after the birth of his child that you saw that that same effort that we always come to expect from him, but also a little bit of confidence to, to take players on. He was lucky enough to force an own goal over the weekend. Uh, I, I, I firmly, firmly is attributing that to part of his confidence uh, or just that it helped grows his confidence a little bit. It hopefully gives him the opportunity to – you know, just try more more stuff when he's out there. Uh, kind of that Dempsey or uh, Hoppy kind of approach. So for me, I think it's on merit that he should be in this starting roster, or that in this 23 or 28. I just can't see how Greg would bring him back, like after taking him off the roster, that he's done enough to play his way back into this roster, other than the fact that there's literally nobody else that is essentially playing at the level that he is. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's, I think that plays a role, like minutes and his positional flexibility for me earns his way into this roster because we're short on wingers, we're short on nines that are getting minutes. Josh can do both of those and he's getting minutes. So, yeah, in my opinion, yeah. So, so can I ask the question? So, if we all agree that that they're going to likely be on a roster or roster locks, then he'll be he'll be considered like likely on a roster or above, but like, let's say if we all have like mixed feelings on a player, can it, would that then be just makes our roster or makes you, you, you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. if we don't, if I mean, we all don't, if we're all not in agreement on this player, yeah, likely on the roster probably wouldn't make sense for them to be put, you know, you probably wouldn't make sense to put them on likely on roster. Now, it makes our roster will probably make a lot more sense because it'll probably make some of our rosters, but it won't make all of our rosters. Yeah. That works for, for me. Josh Sargent, you mean? Yeah. 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 And then 
so for PFOC, are we putting him just not on roster? There's no way he's he's. I think he, well, roster. I think he would make. I think he would make my roster. So, and I think somebody also said that he would probably make Greg's roster. So you, I don't know how we would make that determination. I, I don't think he makes Greg's roster. He hasn't appeared for the U.S. since what he was on the September window, but he hasn't been in the last two. Even though he's been playing for his club, he's scored goals in the Champions League since then. I'm not sure an out-of-form PFOC is going to get the call from Greg. I just don't think Berhalter rates him that highly. I mean, he did score in the exhibition. He had a penalty goal. Mm-hmm. The only thing is Greg's comments on players that are not playing right now. He talked about Brendan Aronson, even though RB Salzburg is having exhibitions as well. Like That makes me pretty confident that Jordan PFOC is going to be out of this roster. Yeah, just I'm because he hasn't been well. playing, hasn't made rosters in the past, and it seems like Greg doesn't necessarily rate, you know, a a target guy. And if he does rate a target guy, it might be Daryl DK or Giassi Zardes, even though they're a bit more versatile than that. Hmm. So, I'm gonna put Pifak as not on roster just because it's three out of four of us, unless anybody else has dire thoughts about Jordan Pivak and putting him on the roster. No, Don Garber, it's cool. Just put him on the, not on the roster. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. All right. Should we talk about minutes for all these guys when their last appearances were? Um, just so that we're sort of in the same boat of like what we're dealing with, with this striker pool. Yeah, go for it. Cause I think that speaks to almost all, <laughs> like the entire roster basically. Yeah. Hasn't no, been getting this, minutes. This is the thing that's most concerning me about this roster is just how many people aren't playing. And we'll see this every time we talk about a position group. But Ricardo Pepe hadn't played a game since early November before, I guess since mid-November when FC Dallas' season ended before coming over to Germany and playing. I guess he had 30 minutes in his first game and started and went 84 in his second game playing for Augsburg. And those are the only minutes he's had besides his World Cup quali- besides his friendly appearance <clears throat> in the U.S. in December. With Zardes, we see the same thing. He hasn't played besides that friendly since the MLS season ended, since Columbus Crew didn't make the playoffs. We have Jordan Pifak, who's been off since early December. We have Josh Sargent is the only one regularly getting minutes of this group. And Jesus Ferreira played with the U.S. in early December, but hasn't been in a competitive match for his club since mid-November. So with all of these guys, we're seeing the same thing. Daryl DK has, what, 30 minutes total under his belt now? There's just not a whole lot of minutes being played by any of these guys. And we see this in January camp all the time, how hard it is to have a cohesive squad when they're not playing. And we're going to see that at every position here. And that's sort of what makes all of this so hard for us picking this roster. Yeah. So Jesse Zardes hasn't played a game since MLS ended. And is he going to be on Greg's roster, but not on ours? He's going to be on Greg's roster. I would put him there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. God, it's sad that we all uh, unanimously agree on that so quickly. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I think everybody watching will probably agree with that pick as well. You might not agree with everything, but uh, yeah. Giassi Zardes making Greg's roster. That's life, death, and taxes, and Giassi Zardes on a U.S. roster. That's that's how it goes. All right, Daryl DK, I feel like we have some disagreements here. He's gotten 30 minutes with West Brom so far. That was this past weekend. Has just moved over there. Is Does he make this roster? Do you want him on the team? No. Not really. Why not? Per- personally, I would have him there. 
I, I don't know. I just he's still not shown enough to me that he's a better forward than some of the other options we have available. I don't know that his touch is even, you know, better than Zardes. I think his finishing is a little bit better. But you know, with someone who's as big as strong as him, that's great. But without the tools to combine and play with our wingers, I'm just not sure if he's going to be a guy who's going to contribute a whole lot in three World Cup qualifying matches that are extremely important. And Greg is going to be looking to play his guys who he trusts. So, in my opinion, the way we should go about doing this is Pepe is good, hopefully good for, call it, 60 minutes a game. And then at the 60-minute mark is when we're evaluating what we need to do in that game. If we're down and we know that, you know, we need to play some long balls and kind of play some route one soccer, that's when I want Daryl DK. And he's he's in this roster for that situation. But if we're tied or in the lead, I feel perfectly comfortable with Sargent, who can play the link up play position, drop into the, you know, drop deep and help get our wingers in forward positions. So I think that prepares us for multiple situations. And that's why I want to see the three of them in the roster. I can see that. Manny, why did you say no? I, I just don't think he's shown enough, in, in my opinion, to to warrant or merit being on his roster. So I guess if so, say we did put Daryl DK in the not on roster. Are we only going with two forwards on this list, or is Jesus Ferreira or Giassi Zardes, I guess, the the third? Well, I'd be curious to get your opinion too first, Jake. You're the one that saw him this past week, got an opportunity to check him out live. So given that perspective, would he be in your roster? It's It kind of comes down to the same issue that Tom mentioned about time. Like 30 minutes is not enough time to be in form or out of form. And to just get to a team, make your first appearance, and then be called back to international duty when you, so he didn't make the uh, December roster, right? He was still recovering from some of the injuries that he had. It's mm-hmm. like, whether it's, this is going to sound terrible, but whether it's Giassi Zardes, Daryl DK, Jesus Ferreira, even Josh Sargent, like they're kind of lumped into one player <laughs> as for me, like none of them are putting one step forward more than the other person i agree yeah yeah and this is actually we're going to debate a lot of sort of fringe roster spots (laughs) and a lot of it's just coin flips for me like a lot of these players are very similar once you get past this top tier and so it's just going to be a lot of you know i would take this guy over this guy because of reason but you know realistically they're all about on the same level and we're going to get about the same output from all of them so i think it's more of a personal preference at this point than anything (laughs) Yeah, like I would almost, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about Jesus Ferreira, but I would almost put Jesus Ferreira above Daryl DK right now, at least in terms of players that I think are like ready to execute the plan Agreed. in Agreed. January. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And that I also be a difference. I have Jesus Ferreira on my roster, but I also have him as a left winger. Mm. He, he was versatile in the December <clears throat> camp, right? We did play him mm-hmm. a bit wider. I mean, he, he makes yeah, my roster could... as well, Ryan. So, yeah, we could, I think we could put Jesus in the likely on roster situation. Um, 
personally, he's not there for me. Uh, again, I want at least guys that have been training with their first team and training regularly, getting some sort of minutes. So that's why it's just my personal preference. But I can absolutely see the way Greg's talked about Jesus. He seems to really be a big fan of his game. Uh, he does offer some flexibility, like Sargent, with wing and forward. So, yeah, I think given that we've seen Greg kind of likes him and he's been in previous camps, I would say that it's likely he'll be on this roster. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, let's move to the goalkeepers. Now, this is interesting because there's obviously two that will be on the roster, which are Zach Steffen and Matt Turner, but that top tier is starting 11 locks. Are either one of them oh. in that category? In that no, category? no, I think you could coin no. flip. Well, and both of them, Zach Steffen has what? 180 minutes since the November window ended. And Matt Turner was eliminated in his first playoff game. So neither of them have played a whole lot of soccer. Neither of them are going to have an edge on form right now. I think it really is a coin flip as to who starts and who performs better once they get to camp because neither of them are playing. So I think for me, at least, yeah, they're both roster locks, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. <sighs> Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. <laughs> I, I would even I would even go as far as roster locks saying that Sean Johnson is the third one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. Personally, uh, personally I, agree. I would like and personally, I would like to see Horvath in there. It's it's not my selection, but I definitely think it'll be Greg's. So, I mean, it's it's understood yeah. that. He's gotten a lot of face time in front of Greg over the last two months. And, you know, he he did start the Bosnia game. No. I can't remember. No, it was Turner. Did Turner start the Bosnia. It was Turner. You're right. Yeah. Greg. My bad. Um, but, but, yeah, still getting all the face time with Greg. Well, also, but if we're talking minutes, uh, there is no one who has played more minutes since the November camp ended than Sean Johnson because his team won MLS Cup. Fair. But, so but he's not going to play – but you know he's not going to start, though. Oh, no, he's not going to start. But if you have a third goalkeeper that you need to throw in there, you'd rather them have some minutes under yeah. their belt since the November True. camp. And Horvath hasn't played since September. Yeah. And Johnson is playing regularly for NYCFC and has had a shorter break than the others. So, Brian, I heard you say you would prefer Horvath. Dude, just every Johnson. single time. Yes, every single time that this dude's been called up. To like when at, when he was at Bruges and Mignolet went down with COVID, he stepped up. I believe he had two clean sheets when he came in for the U.S. when they needed him during Nations League. Baller like those, and it seems like everything we also saw in the video like after the game, the locker room loves this dude. So things I want from a, a third keeper is a you know he's kind of had a history of being able to show up in clutch moments when he's coming cold off the bench. Two, he's a locker room guy. Three, you know he's been training at least over here with uh, Nottingham Forest. So he's he's ready to step in if we need him, in my opinion. So for me, it'd be Horvath. I personally feel like it doesn't matter. Not to discount your entire piece No, there. we're talking like, about a third Ryan, goalkeeper. Ryan, Ryan is not wrong. Yeah. Ryan, is, Ryan is not wrong. No, he's, however, he's not wrong yeah, on exactly. any of those points. However, but it's like, though, how much yeah, does it matter? Right, the likelihood of... As, of, of Ethan getting a call up, it's probably not going to be too high. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think he will, but just to, right, to offer a different point of view and who we, who I would call would be him. But fair, yeah, fair I'm not going to, yeah. uh, you know, throw my cell phone when the roster drops and Sean Johnson's on it. 
Um, someone that's not on this tier list, but I just want to mention, is there any way possible that Gabriel Slanina makes this no. World Cup qualifying roster? No. 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 All right, cool. Let's <laughs> move on then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are going to move to fullbacks. Uh, a nice list here. Um, you know, we have had, again, just some issues with minutes. DeAndre Yedlin is not playing with his club team Galatasaray. Uh, Joe Scali had COVID. He's just coming back from that. Reggie Cannon was in the lost and found for a long time, but is back with Boa Vista. Sammy Vines is back from an injury as well. And Serginho Dest is riding the pine at Barcelona. So really the only player on this fullback list that has been getting, you know, decent amount of playing time is Anthony Robinson. And maybe you could say Brooks Lennon and George Bello in the U S camp, but they haven't really played meaningful minutes in the last few months. So maybe let's start with Deandre Edlin. Is DeAndre Edlin on this roster for you guys? Makes Greg's roster. So that means you you don't have him on your roster, Ryan. Correct, I do not. He's close. I, yeah, I have him as my uh, yeah, I have him as my first yeah, yeah. outside back out. Go ahead, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I have seven I have five fullbacks on the roster. I have him the sixth as on my list of fullbacks to go. Just because he hasn't played for Galatasaray in five games, he shipped his car back to the U.S. It all looks like he's headed for a January transfer. And, you know, he's just not getting the minutes. We don't have to deal with Davies. We don't need that experienced defender there. And if we need a defender who can really play a solid shift for us, spell Serginho Dest or Joe Scali, Reggie Cannon's been playing excellent for Boa Vista and has been mm-hmm. tearing it up mainly as a right center back. But... <laughs> That's a good look for us to have, to have Cannon. I just don't see Yedlin offering us a lot in this camp. I really disagree with all of that. (laughs) Um, And really where I'm coming from is like, DeAndre Yedlin to me is a player that doesn't necessarily need to play all the time for me to know what he can bring to the team. And I know we're going to get to this conversation later, but John Brooks is like there's a good chance he's not on this World Cup qualifying roster. That essentially leaves DeAndre Edlin as one of the only other players that has gone through this entire process, has been in at a World Cup before. I know we're not at the World Cup yet, but someone that knows what's on the line. And I mean that to me, if that like we need one person, we need one person that has that experience. And if John Brooks isn't going to be on this roster, then I feel like DeAndre Edlin still has a lot to give to this team. He's still in his late 20s. He hasn't even hit 30 yet. Like, what what am I missing? Who is it really just Reggie Cannon is in better form and has more minutes lately? I For me, it's no, I... a question of, I think the Cannon's a roster lock for me. I think mm-hmm. it's, do you want Joe Scally there or do you want DeAndre Edlin there? And I prefer to have Joe Scally there. But I mean, I think you made some good points, Jake. If you know, I originally said makes Greg's roster, and given the points you made, I think it's reasonable to move him up to likely on roster. Um, but I also too totally agree with Tom. If if we're talking who my preference would be, uh, yeah. I would definitely have Scally over him. I just okay, and the reason why is the mental lapses from DeAndre from time to time is you know he's not necessarily that good as a 1v1 defender sometimes he can get beat back post he's not terribly big either so i've seen him get you know towered over on the back post for a header multiple times Uh, i i do like him i think he has a 
you know, potentially has a spot, like you were saying, as a leadership guy. Uh, again, from the few clips we've seen uh, beside or behind the crest, it seems like all the guys do like him a lot. He kind of does help bring everybody together. So I think Greg highly rates him. And again, this is another one of those fringe players. We're talking about guys like a guy that last one in, last one out. So if he's on the roster, I'm not like super chapped about it. Uh, but I would say I would be very disappointed not to see Scally on this. Uh, I, I did yeah. talk about a little bit on yeah. Twitter this weekend stating that I don't think Greg rates Scally. So I would be very shocked to see him in this roster. Yeah, I agree. I, but I want him there. I felt pretty confident moving Joe Scally to make our roster because I think we all want to see him. But mm-hmm. I don't know if Greg has seen enough of what he wants from Joe Scally to call him in. Is Agreed. it... You- is it unanimous Brooks Lennon not making a roster? Is it? Yeah. Okay. okay I so think the end he's, he's on so my makes Greg's I, roster. Ooh, that's that's not, that's an interesting he's the last, call. He could be. He's the last one. God, I feel like we're doing this over and over. He's for me. He's the last one on Greg's roster. But I, you know, I could be wrong there. Well, let's. Who 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 are the locks in this group? I feel like it's Serginio Destiny. Uh, yeah. 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 Are the yeah. Are starting 11 locks. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Are there any roster locks between DeAndre Edlin, George Bellow, Reggie Cannon, or Sammy Vines? I, probably I Vines. Probably, I probably would say Vines because he's probably yeah. been playing the most consistently out of all of those um, options. I, uh... For me, it's I would say likely. At least likely on the roster. Yeah, likely on the roster. And I would also put Cannon in that position as well. Yeah. I think Cannon's been playing so well, and he Burhalter rates him so highly that I, it'd be shocking to me if Cannon doesn't make this roster. And for me, because Cannon's played it way back into form, I don't see a way that Lennon makes his way on as a Greg's guy pick. Just because Cannon's going to fill that spot. Okay, so right yeah. now, the way that we have it, we have four fullbacks making the roster. We have Joe Skelly making our roster. And what's left is DeAndre Edlin and George Bellow to be rated. So would you guys put, are you, are, I guess like, are you bringing five fullbacks with this team? I do have five think, fullbacks on my Greg's roster and five fullbacks on my roster. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 think you bring, as well. I think you bring five because like, let's say because of the, 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 the lack of wing death, right now devs can act as an emergency winger if if need need be but in a normal situation why would you need five fullbacks you wouldn't it's yeah. a COVID thing uh, COVID. The, yeah yeah hopefully on the plane to Qatar, i do not expect to see five but for this window i i do yeah i i'm keeping emergency pieces in this just because i know that these we're playing cold weather there will be hamstring issues we're playing in a COVID surge, there will be COVID issues. We're playing three games back to back to back. There'll be squad rotation. We're going to need depth at every single position. And so I'm calling one or two extra guys per position just so that I know we have enough players to play. So so here's the thing with DeAndre Edlin, right? Like if it's down to these two players as the last fullback, I feel like Greg would pick DeAndre Edlin. For sure. Yeah, yeah. that, that makes so, sense. So if we did DeAndre Edlin makes Greg's roster, then is George Bellow not on this roster? Yeah. No. For me, he's not. 
Okay. I don't have Bell on my roster. Okay. Let's get to the probably the most controversial player that we're going to talk about on this, and it's John Brooks. I say controversial because like pretty unanimously in the fan base, at least people that have been watching him will want him on this roster. I know I don't speak for everyone, so I'm seeing some head nods <laughs> that I'm walking in the right direction. Um, but Greg, Good timing Greg doesn't seem, yeah. too. <laughs> Greg doesn't seem to want him uh, on these world cup qualifying rosters. And with these teams, like I'll just throw it out there. Is John, does John Brooks get on this roster? Uh, I don't think he does. And I think it's uh, an absolute know. shame. Yeah. I I, I have I him in my mind. Preposterous. Yeah. Well, and the thing that's really he's annoying been, is he's, he's been great. back playing for Wolfsburg. Yeah, he's been back and played the last two games for Wolfsburg and been their best defender. Like he's back in form. Maybe it was good for him to miss that one window, you know, so he could focus on club form, get his head straight. And he has. He's done that. Because he was having a bit of a falling out with his manager as well at the club level. And it's shown that, you know, he's put the work rate in to get back to starting form and looked phenomenal. So for me, there's not a doubt in my mind he should be in this roster. But I agree with you. I think there are some personality issues between him and Greg. And, uh, you know, I don't see him making the roster in Greg's mind. I think Greg will feel comfortable enough bringing in Richards, Robinson, Zimmerman. And then if you want to, you know, talk McKenzie or Miazga, we can get there. But I think for yeah. sure it's Richardson, Robin, Richardson, Robinson, Zimmerman, for me, are locks in Greg's mind. And two of the three are locks in my mind. Yeah. Okay, so obviously we put Miles Robinson up here, right? He's pretty much the center back that we know is going to be part of, part of that back four. Is Chris mm-hmm. Richards or Walker Zimmerman a starting 11 lock, or do they both go on roster locks? <sighs> That's a... <laughs> I think they go on roster locks because it's yeah, they go yeah on roster it's locks. it's yeah. roster locks, and if if we're talking about again, we're we're gonna keep having this dance of between what we want and what Greg wants. But if it's me, there's no doubt as Richards is starting. Uh, he's been on fire for Hoffenheim. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people were trying to break down that second goal that they gave up. Yes, there were communication errors, and that's what shows if you make that type of mistake in the Bundesliga from the entire back line, not just from Chris. That was a, a team goal given up there. So I, I don't put that on him. The rest of his game all around was very, very strong. A, you know, a lot of people had been talking about how he hadn't been strong in aerial duels. I had even said I want to see him improve there, and I can't remember the exact statistic, but I remember looking at it specifically after the game and coming away saying, well, that game he did win – I think it was greater than 75% of his aerial duels. So in my mind, there's no opinion he should be a locked starter. But in Greg's mind, I think it is a coin flip between Zimmerman and Richards. I agree. I also think Greg rates Walker Zimmerman's physicality in CONCACAF. And while that might not matter to any of us, because we know what it means to have a bit more agility, some recovery speed, the, the mindset to know where you should be, that all matters a bit more than physicality, at least in my mind. But Walker Zimmerman, again, just has, I feel like he's kind of Greg's style of defender, the type of player that he wants to see on the field. Um, Okay, so that gives us three center backs that are going to be on the roster. John Brooks makes our roster, but not Greg's. 
And we have three others that are staring us in the face. Matt Miazga, Mark McKenzie, and Aaron Long. Yes, Can I add two Tom. to that list? <laughs> Can I add two to that list? Because I think that I have two players above Miazga for a roster spot, and they are Tim Ream and Cameron Carter-Vickers. I would rather see them in the conversation than Miazga. I would disagree. Is Miazga uh, that low? <laughs> Yeah, how come how come Miazga is so low on your on your depth chart, Tom? He's he's well, it comes back to minutes again for me. He's not been getting a whole lot of minutes for his club. He sort of had a falling out. Then he got COVID, was injured for a bit. He's just now coming back in and starting to play solidly. But a player like Cameron Carter Vickers has been doing nothing but dominate for Celtic. And Tim Ream has been one of Fulham's best players over the last month, even bagged in the system one of their last few games. Those two were just on fire, in form. Ream is totally a roster, uh, like one of those roster leader type guys who's been there before. They're players who I think deserve to be in the conversation just based on playing some of the best ball they've played in the last few years. So, yeah. Ryan, what do you uh, think? For me, it would be... Uh, well, the moment you come back and you can play 90 minutes in La Liga... That's good enough for me to, you know, have you at least in this type of roster. Um, I do, I do like what you said though, Tom, about uh, Tim Ream specifically. I think I haven't been tracking his minutes so much, but I would definitely agree that he is one of Greg's guys and is kind of a, a leader amongst these this team. Um, at least, you know, we've seen him, you know, with the whiteboard with Greg on the sideline a couple times, and they're really chopping it up to try to come at to change things tactically if they need it. So I totally see where you're coming from there. Um, but a lot of, so everyone's debate always with Miazga is like, and, and I would agree with this. He is one moment away from making a game saving tackle, but also in the next minute, possibly going to give you a red card. Like I, and, and I understand that, but you know, I, when I see him as a one V one defender, I think he's very good. I think in the air, he's very good. His passing could probably use a little bit of improvements, uh, but for, for me, this is a guy that I would assume, you know, coming out of the L MLS ranks that Greg could potentially see see that as a, a reason to potentially bring him in a little bit to continue to shine that light there. But, you know, overall, if you can play 90 minutes for Olives, for me, that warrants that's, that's good enough for me. That's fair. I, I can definitely see that being a reason to bring him in. And he, you know, he was on the Nations League roster, even though he didn't get a whole lot of looks. I personally... If I have to choose between all of them, I would love to give a tryout to Cameron Carter-Vickers with those, you know, just that camp guy that's not really going to be expected to play a lot of the minutes. I think we all expect it to be Robinson, Zimmerman, and Richards getting the lion's share of the minutes. Um, so for me, I know Cameron Carter-Vickers has just he's shot up the depth chart the last few months, and he's shown he deserves another look with the team. He hasn't had one in, what, three years? So I don't know. I would just like to see what he can do in camp and see if he can't sort of put his name in that conversation a little bit better. We know what we're getting out of Miazga. Reem would be a good leadership guy. Vickers is the unknown for me. Yeah, and can confirm that Vickers is starting as we're recording this podcast. He's in yes. the starting lineup for Celtic. And and shout out to Chris Muller on the bench for Hibernian. Hey. <laughs> um, Manny, what do you feel about the center backs? Which, which ones in particular? I guess... Like, is Matt Miazga and Mark McKenzie above Tim Ream and Cameron Carter-Vickers for you? 
I, I, I loved him. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, he's he's just held it down so long over, you know, over the years, like the dark years and, you know, still now kind of just bridging that gap. So, you know, I'm going to always have love for Tim Ring. Um, Mark McKenzie, I feel like there's still some things there he needs to work on. And then with Matt Miazga, again, I want him nowhere near any important game right now. Maybe next summer, if he wants, you know, if, if we want to see where the pool is, that's fine. But um, that's really like a toss up, to be honest with you, Jake. Yeah. I guess so. Like, as I bring this, uh, this tier list back, I feel like we, we still need to put, you know, pen to paper here and get a few more center backs. We had three. We had Miles Robinson, Chris Richards, and Walker Zimmerman on this roster. We're, we're kind of getting stuck on Tim Ream versus Mark McKenzie and Matt Miazga. I guess like, I, I feel like. I ahead, feel like Tim. what I'm hearing from us is that we would like it to be Matt Miazga on our roster as a makes our roster guy, but I think Greg is going to put Mark McKenzie on there. Hmm. And what happens to Tim Reen? I think as much as I would love to see it, I'm not sure that he's on the roster, but he's in the conversation for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I mean, Fulham, to be fair, is one of the top clubs in the championship we have anthony robinson as a starting 11 lock who plays in the same defensive line as tim ream so if we're rated i mean part of that is we don't have many left backs that can compete with anthony robinson where we do have some center backs in the pool um but i i tend to agree that i will put i would put matt miazga over those but i do think mark mckenzie has kind of the the experience with Greg and with this team to continue. Yeah. Do you think that we have a, a different center back setup and strategy depending on our opponent this camp? Because we're going to play two minnows, this, for lack of a better word, in mm. this pool, this camp. Are we going to look for ball playing, passing center backs in those two games rather than physicality guys and then save our physicality guys for the Canada match? Or are we going to go at the same center back setup we've gone throughout qualifying? Because these are games we should win and dominate, and we should have the ball 80% of the game while the other team so sits Tom, back and plays the, in the low block. So, Tom, the problem with that is, like, I hear what you're saying, and it makes sense when you're facing a low block that you want, you want your back line to be able to play quicker balls. The only problem with that is that I, I feel like that would play into the hands of the opponent because on a counter, I'm sorry, I don't want Brooks, I don't want to see Brooks on, you know, trying to defend a counter. I don't. Yeah. Because that's not going to be you know, a pretty thing to see. So that's yeah, really kind of the yellow card at field. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, that's a good point. So are we just bringing four center backs then? And if we agree with uh, Greg, actually, it's Mark McKenzie. And if it's us, it's Matt Miazga. Or I guess John uh, actually a little bit. Of, I think after, after the end of the conversation, I think we could move Reem up to make Greg's roster. I think Tom made some really okay. good points. I just took a I just took a quick look at and Manny also, you know, showing his love for him. So and after I just took a quick look, I mean he's played 90 minutes three games in a row for Fulham. So getting minutes, uh, you know, has been in camp before, knows 
Greg's style of play and also as a leadership guy, I think it'd be reasonable to put him in makes Greg's roster. Okay, so... He also notably is the captain of Fulham. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Which think, is... That's kind of a huge deal. Yeah. He's, he's um, pretty well trusted. If So if we go by who we want on the roster, apart from Miles Robinson, Chris Richards, and Walker Zimmerman, it would be Matt Miazga and John Brooks. If we go with Greg's guys, slash comma Tom's guys, uh, Tim Ream <laughs> is the other, and then Mark McKenzie... Is the, is the other that kind of makes this roster with, with Greg. I know that's not your pick, Tom. We'll, we'll put Tim's Ream ne- Tim Ream's name next to you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to yes. get okay, so, on Twitter for this. <laughs> yeah, five, five center packs. Go easy on Tom. Uh, go easy on all of us. I think we're, we're just trying to have fun with this. We're trying to figure out the best roster that we can possibly make. Um, okay, another controversial figure. Uh, I realize how... I set all of these people up. Sebastian Legette is next. Those were our center backs. We're moving on to center midfielders. Does anyone in this group want Sebastian Legette on this roster? Banish him. No. <laughs> the shadow realm. But what's, but what's the likelihood, though? He's going to end up on Greg's roster. So. I mean, he's yeah. going to be on Greg's <laughs> roster. <laughs> he's yeah. going to be there. We need to mentally prepare it, ourselves. Yeah, it just accept it as fact. Yeah. This, this whole row of makes Greg's roster is basically just if you don't like that player and you don't like seeing them on the field, just get ready. Just get mentally prepared. <laughs> okay, Kellen Acosta. Is he making any roster of our lock. rosters? Roster lock. Yeah, I think he's roster lock. But to be clear, for me, he's a roster lock in the backup six role. He only comes on yes. at, again after 60 minutes. Hopefully we've got a goal or two goal lead. And he's in there to close a game out. I think he could do that job very well for us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's frustrating though because I know he he can play an eight. He just never plays well in the U.S. jersey as an eight. Hmm. But we do. We always need a backup for Tyler Adams. So I'm happy to put Kellen Acosta there. Okay, Christian Roldan. Where does he fall? Makes Greg's roster. Yeah, I have making Greg's roster. Does he make your roster, Tom? I have him. If I have to choose, I don't think there's a lot of great European options right now. I have my top four as being McKenny, Busio, LDLT, and Luca Delatore, and Musa. Then I have Mihailovic and Roldan as my sort of backup emergency take ten minutes in garbage time midfield options. I tell you what, okay. let's just let's just put the locks in right now. Just go ahead and put Kenny. Yep, Musa. Yep, Adams. Yep. All right. Abusio's a roster lock too. <laughs> Pulisic, do, do you think so? You might as well move Pulisic up there. Yeah. Oh, I thought we was gonna wait to the wing. Yeah. Well, yeah, we gotta well, talk about bad. wingers. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> you're you're messing with the system, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's my ADD on overdrive. Sorry. Well, okay. It, is Gianluca Busio a, a roster lock? I'm interested. I would say I would he's say likely he's, on roster. He's in the likely. Yep. Agreed. I would like say it. he's likely on roster. Damn. And I'm okay with that. Just because like, I, I I think he, he could be an option in there. He's shown in the limited minutes that he's had in qualifying that he is ready for, you know, CONCACAF qualifying. I believe he's only played minutes at home, and we've got two home games this window. So I think he could, you know, fill that role of being somebody that can cycle the ball through the midfield and keep it moving and then help us create opportunities. So he's 
only got 10 minutes over the weekend for Venezia. But, you know, again, this is, I've, I personally rate people that are training with their first team and playing in regular games over guys that have been in a camp in Phoenix, you know, having water balloon fights. So I got so, a, I, I got go a, ahead, random, I, I got a random question. I know this is going to sound bad, but um, who's that guy next to Luca? Mihailovic. I promise you, I've I I've never actually oh, seen this, this guy is, before. Uh, Cole Bassett. Oh, Cole Bassett. Okay. Yeah. Ah, Cole and this is Tanner Testman. See, see, Tom's got it wrong too. He said that was Mihailovic, and I'm like, I don't have Mihailovic. I I should have put him on this, but I'm not going back now. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, if, like if like if Cole Bassett just walked down the street, I would have never known that was Cole Bassett. <laughs> well, now you know he'll okay. he's joining yeah. the Dutch league. Fanyard, yeah. he'll go on an eighteen month loan similar yeah. to James Sands. Mm. Okay, I just want to quickly because we we talk about like this is a very weird topic to me because we talk about Gianluca Busio as someone that's likely on roster or roster lock because he's playing for Venezia. He's playing well. Tanner Tessman. And Greg rates him. And Greg yeah, rates Greg, him. You're right. You're right. Greg actually said in the last window that he saw, thought Busio was pushing for a starting spot with the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Tanner Tessman <laughs> on the same team getting more minutes. I mean, he started the last two games. He, he was pulled in the 37th minute after the last game, but does Tanner Tessman have any this, shot at making this roster? This is where I feel like when Ryan said, like, I rate people who get minutes, this is where I feel like this can be a fallacy. Yeah, he's getting minutes, but do you honestly really want him to, to play in crucial in, in crucial games yet? No. I, and so, this is me. This is me. This is coming from a, I like, I think Tessman has probably like the highest ceiling of any of the, 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 the midfielders that we, that we're, we're choosing from. Right. I feel like he has that high of a ceiling, but right now I don't want him anywhere near, you know, important games like this. That's just my personal opinion. I agree. No, no, I think that's totally fair, Manny. Like, I don't think yeah. just getting minutes is, it's not a binary decision of like, oh, you're getting minutes, you're in. You got to be getting minutes and like looking, looking the part. Uh, let's go back to that. Like he only got 90 minutes, but he looked the part in that 90 minutes. So far, the games I've seen with Tessman playing, uh, you see moments that are, are are very bright, but I think there's still, like you were pointing out, a, a really high potential and there's room for, for growth for him. So I agree with you totally that just because you're getting minutes, but he's not quite there yet. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more from Tesman. For me personally, he's not in my center midfield. Yeah, he's not on mine either. I don't think he's on Greg's. Yeah, I, okay, I, he's have, not ready yet for me. Two two other center midfielders to talk about. One is Luca De La Torre. One is the person that nobody knows who how he looks. Uh, <laughs> and is there anyone else that we need to talk about? If I could, uh, you know... <laughs> Please. Yeah, I think Alex <laughs> Alex Mendez has been putting in work in Portugal and not getting a lot of credit for it. Uh, he's you know just I believe he went over 700 minutes this weekend for a first team side in Portugal. Yes, they're at the lower end of the table, but you know for rating kind of some other players that are in that same situation. I'm not saying Syria is as good as Portugal, but you know they're guys that are getting minutes in the first league 
And from what I've seen watching the last two games of Alex Mendez play, he has grown immensely. He, you know, he used to be kind of like a luxury player to where, you know, he maybe played in that 10 position or a little bit deeper, but you couldn't count on him too much defensively. I'll tell you what, the kid can play defensively now. He's put on a little bit of muscle. He's, you know, as we referenced earlier in other podcasts, I would say he's Joe Scally thick at this point. He's put on weight. He's ready to go into tackles with people and not just slide tackles. Like he's got the upper body strength to body people off the ball. Uh, so he's a player that has been improving immensely, but also, you know, not choosing him just because of this. But I think we do need to show him some love from the U.S. soccer, like soccer federation, because this is a kid that could potentially go play for Mexico. And I don't want to see that happen. I think he's earned it on merit to get called into a roster. Uh, but I think the cherry on top a little bit, too, is potentially getting him to commit to the U.S. I So this is what I'll say. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you, Ryan. I, I, I don't think it'll happen during World Cup qualifying. I think it'll happen during the summer. But from what I've totally seen agree. of him in, in his progress, you know, all the things that he was known for, you know, to be, you know, the, the, the special left foot, you know, he could do Wicked whatever he wants. He could do whatever he wants with the left foot. He hasn't really shown that this season. It's more of the 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 other things, you know, being able to, you know, being able to get into a tackle, get into, um, yeah, just being able to get into you know physical battles in the midfield because that was one thing that he was sorely lacking, and a thing that we would wonder if he would ever get. Um, I, I remember so a lot of people were saying, like, well, he's going to end up back in MLS because they tried to say he was unathletic to play midfield. I'm like, do you know how many unathletic midfielders there are? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, how dumb you, you know how dumb you sound Especially by saying that? Especially in MLS. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, MLS and, is a physical athletic league as well. Yeah. And, and like, there's, like, a ton – of unathletic midfielders out there. But the, the reason why they're able to do what they do is because they're smart. They know what, yeah. what ground to cover, when to cover it. It doesn't have anything to do with athleticism. Yeah. But you'll yeah, hear... So we, know the we know the technical side of the game is there for Mendez. So to see him make those leaps in the physical side of the game, I think is super promising. And I think you make a really good point. Maybe not this window, uh, but summer... We we should really be laying like full court press on trying to get him into the roster, and maybe yeah, that's I, and maybe that's a an episode that we could do like what what players that we should be looking for to like try to get into camp to maybe get them into the pool. But I mean, yeah. I see another one here with Richie Ledesma that we can <laughs> talk about shortly, but that definitely fits into the same bucket. We've got another one too that I'm I'm starting to think Timothy Tillman deserves to be in the conversation. Mm. We had Ju Julian Green in there. Well, Green has lost his starting spot to Timothy Tillman, who's been one of Firth's best players recently. He's another one that could be pushing for a roster spot, maybe not in this window, but this summer. And I have him closing in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still only so, 22 years old. So still yeah. really young. And it might go a long way to getting his brother Malik to contribute maybe for the U.S. national team. Possibly. Um, okay, Luca De La Torre. Is he on your roster and is he on Greg's roster? <laughs> I think we have to put him in the makes our roster slot, which again is super disappointing. 
Because, I mean, we see it week in and week out. Sure, he's not getting goals and assists, but the kid is completing the most triples. His passing accuracy is through the roof. His line-breaking passes. Just because it's not getting finished off, you know, I, I don't take that as a notch against him. Uh, I think it's been, you know, talked about a lot. He's not the savior, but if he's our backup in an MMA midfield, I feel super comfortable with that. So, I, in my opinion, it shouldn't be a question that he's in there. He's the most like Yunus Musa. And I feel like in the MMA midfield, Yunus Musa is the, the connector, like the Lego block to make our attack go. And while <laughs> like Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams, like we can talk all day about their, their merits and what they bring to the table. But I feel like every time we're missing a Yunus Musa or Luca De La Torre or some type of person that can unlock the defense and make the transition so much easier from midfield to attack, like we we just play so differently. So when I look at Tyler Adams, West McKinney, I'm kind of looking for equal, like the same type of player. And I don't think we have a similar type of player to Yunus Musa. You could maybe argue Gianluca Busio, but he's been working on his defensive game a bit. He's not so much of a dribbler as he is a passer. Whereas Luca De La Torre is kind of like the like-for-like substitution that I would make for Yunus Musa. And that to me is important because we've seen how good the MMA midfield can be and how dominating and suffocating it can be to play against that type of balance. And for me, like that's not just as Luca De La Torre making the case for himself to be good enough and, and performed well enough to make this roster, but he plays a really critical part in our substitutions in giving Yunus Musa a break. Yunus Musa is one of the most used players for the U.S. men's national team over the World Cup qualifying. Like, I don't know why this is so difficult. And I'm looking at this row of makes our roster. I feel like these three people, Joe Scali, John Brooks, and Luca De La Torre, we cannot, if you had hair like Tom and maybe Manny, you'd be pulling it out saying, like, why aren't these players on this roster? And Luca De La Torre is another one in that kind of mold for me of just like, I don't understand how this player isn't getting more looks with the U.S. men's I, national team. I personally, I think that Luca is way more likely to make this roster than we're thinking about it as. I do think that the rationale behind not calling him in in November was because there were only two games and we didn't foresee a lot of rotation. Now that was short-sighted because obviously our entire midfield was on a yellow card, but <laughs> I do think that Greg rates Luca and will bring him in in this window. Yeah. I I can't see him bringing in Luca De La Torre over Sebastian Legette or Christian Roldan. I, I, like, I, I just I, being Legette, in Greg's mind. I know. Legit needs to be dropped though so bad. He needs the Jackson Ewell treatment. <laughs> I'm going to leave it like this for now and maybe Greg will stun us and bring in Luca De La Torre. Um, and I'm going to move yeah, Bassett we'll gladly to be wrong. on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are, are we Fair. okay with Bassett not being on the roster? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. For, now, yeah. He's for now. But, yeah, for now. But yeah. with his loan move coming up, you know, I think it's it's really exciting time for him. Uh, again, you know, I, I believe he's still 22 as well. So it's kind of the right time for him to make the leap. 2022 might be out of the window, but someone to keep an eye on potentially towards 2026. 
Yeah. Hey, can can I can I bring up somebody? We we I know we passed by fullbacks, but a guy that like I'm I didn't think I would be high on, but now I'm I'm kind of high on Dewan Jones. Uh, Say more about that. Out of the Rebs system, yeah. So, from what pe- how people described him initially, you know, they they made it seem like he was like Marvel Win 2.0. So I was like, okay, well, there's no need for me to even you know take a look at this guy. But upon you know actually examining him, he's actually quite the 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 player. So he's a he plays left back for the Rebs, but. He's he's actually he's he's right footed, but he's very two footed, like he's very good with both feet. And I was surprised to see that from a fullback because usually you don't you don't really normally see that. But I guess he was gonna, a converted winger, so that that it makes sense that he was, um, that he's both footed, but very underrated player. And I I, I saw that he had Bundesliga interest. I, I definitely think he he could play in the Bundesliga right now. So. Obviously, I don't think he's, he's in camp now, right? Yeah, he's in yeah. camp now. I don't think he's going to make the roster, but I do think he's one for the future. Wow. I, I just looked up his stats on FOTMOB. He has been rated above a seven in every single match except three that he's appeared in since August. He's underrated. He's very underrated. <laughs> That's and really like, impressive. And, and I encourage anybody that has not seen him play, you know, Obviously, go look on YouTube, but that's not the full picture. Actually, watch him in a match, but he's very underrated. Definitely, three goals, three goals, five assists, and thirty-two appearances this year in MLS. Solid numbers, mm-hmm. very solid. Um, all right, so we're gonna say he's not on roster, but one to watch. And if we if we get to wingers, right, Christian Pulisic, oh, and are we gonna say Brendan Aronson? Yeah, at this point, eleven lock. If, if we would have had a, a healthy player on that injury list, that you know that might have been a more of a, a debate. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it has to be said, like our injury list literally plays in the same position. Yeah. Timothy Way, Conrad De La Fuente, and Gio Reyna are all. Uh, well, Conrad, I guess, plays more on the left, but they're all wingers. This so is another our... position where, uh, yeah. All of our players aren't getting minutes at winger. Christian Pulisic has played, what, 180 minutes at wing since the last window. We've had Brendan Aronson's been off since mid-December. Paul Ariola's been off since mid-November, and even then he was coming back from injury. We have Nicholas Giacchini makes brief sub-appearances for Montpellier. Matthew Hoppe just got back from being banished uh, to the lost and found pile for three months with various injuries and COVID situations. We have... Jordan Morris coming back from a year-long injury. We have our three wingers who are out injured right now on our injured list. We're dire at winger right now. It's really depressing. <laughs> so with that list, then, it, it's got to be easy for us, right, to figure out who's going <laughs> to make this roster? So let, let this be clear. Like, I think for the the case of, like, Ariola and, and Jordan Morris, I think they have to go on the roster just basically out of necessity, right? Does that mean that we at, we actually want them on the roster? That could be debated, but they're probably make the roster. Yeah. Jordan Morris. And I am, yeah. like, I'm going to go against the fan base on this, but I am not going to be upset if Paul Ariola is on this roster. Mm. Same. Really? 
Yeah. <laughs> I like for me, he him and Nicholas Giacchini are kind of side by side. Richie Ledesma uh... is still getting up to speed, hasn't played a ton of PSV. Matthew Hoppy doesn't like uh, okay, Manny, you're you're making audible noises to disagree with me. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> do, do you I'd really, like to provide so, you time to make your case? <laughs> so, do you really honestly think? Well, if 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 you're gonna make the case on, if you're gonna make the case on like time and 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 form, I mean, Giacchini like has like a slight edge. But like, even if you just think about like what types of players they are, I, I would have to think, just based off of the eye test, that Giacchino brings a little bit more than Ariola. I agree. For and sure, the, yeah. the Gold Cup. Yeah. yeah. The Gold Cup was a great introduction to everybody to watch Giacchini with the U.S. and Matthew Hoppy for that. Like, I don't know. So it's kind of like, what about this, Jake? We, you said we're a little short on forwards. That's something Giochini can, you know, in a pinch, if we need to play both positions. Does Absolutely. that potentially give and them Matthew the edge Hoppy over? As well. So does that give them the edge over Ariola for you, or does that not play a role? Um, I feel like we've kind of already filled that gap with Jesus Ferreira. But I, I would almost rather, like, I would kind of rate them as Ariola and Giacchini are kind of on the same level for me. Matthew Hoppy is the next step down. Richie Ledesma is below them, but Richie Ledesma has the the most ground that I know he can make up with game time. Like, I don't yeah. doubt that in a few months, Richie Ledesma will be far and clear above these other guys. But right now, at least, like, he's kind of bottom of my list. I feel like I, I'd... And also, okay. before people freak out, yes, Richie Ledesma can play both inside and outside. We know that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys know like, Ariola is going to be on this roster. I don't know why we sitting here debating. Yeah, this. maybe you know I'm you. just. Like... <laughs> so for me, the reason that Ariola, the reason that we have Ariola is because that Brendan Aronson can't go 270. And for me, Greg wants a Brendan Aronson or an Ariola to press the hell out of mm-hmm. whoever we're playing the entire game, and so. Yeah. Whenever Brandon Aronson needs a spell, we're going to see Paul Ariola play in that spot, and then we'll see Pulisic and Morris be the verticality guys. Those That's sort of the way I see the wingers shaping up here. I don't personally yeah, think that Ariola deserves to play on this agreed. roster anymore, agreed. but that's the way we're going to see it play out. <laughs> agreed. But I think you're totally right, Tom, that that's how Greg sees it. That's how we'll see it play out, but it's just – it's hard to hear Brendan Aronson and Ariola in the same breath. <laughs> well, they're the <laughs> same player. What? They're right. the exact same player, oh, right? Oh, that's what Greg said. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's what Greg said. That's what Greg said. Wait, you hold know, on. That's disrespectful, Brendan Aronson, <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Brendan Aronson is like at you know, Burberry and Gucci. Meanwhile, Ariola's shopping at the 99-cent store. They're not the same. <laughs> Who said he? They the same part. They the same player. Right, Burl. Burl said that. What? <laughs> get yeah, this man on the podcast. No, no. Get this man on the podcast. <laughs> I got some questions to ask because if you did. All right. You know what? All right. Yes, he did say that. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry you had to find this, out this, this way, man. This is the Manny. reason why I don't watch them press conferences. You know that, right? <laughs> You're okay. a smart man. Uh, 
I said I wouldn't be upset if Ariola was on the roster. Gun to my head, I'm putting Giacchini above him. But I, like, I know Ariola is going to be on this roster. It's pretty obvious. So put him on the roster then. What are we, right. what are we waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> Does Giacchini make our roster over Ariola? Yeah. Well, okay. yes. I, I can only speak for myself. But yeah, I have him there. Okay. Matthew Hoppy and Richie Ledesma. Does he does he I'm, make Greg's I'm roster? The, I'm the biggest Matthew Hoppy fan, but I just don't see it. Does did he make your yeah, roster, think... Manny? No. He just came back from injury. No. He made mine. Him and Richie both made mine, but I you can put him anywhere and I'm not gonna fight you on it. Who uh who did you drop then, Ryan, for those two? So I've got five wingers, Pulisic, Aronson, Giochini, Hoppy, and Ledesma. So okay, I'm so not no Ariel and no Jordan Morris. Morris. Correct. Again, not okay. disappointed to see Morris there. I think that's fine. For me, though, Ariel is, is not that guy. Yeah. Hey, I guess, Club like, America's newest winger. <laughs> this isn't the hill to die on, right? Like, these are fringe yeah, exa- roster exactly spots, not. but like... Richie yeah. Ledesma over Jordan Morris. Right now. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. Just because of yes. what Richie Ledesma possibly could bring to the roster. I think okay, I mean, so I like a, was, Go ahead, Ryan. No, take it, Manny, go for it. I was gonna say, like, in terms of just like their club form and whatnot, both of them are, are coming off of ACL injuries, oddly enough. Um but in terms of like what they're asking for, so like if we're gonna go off of what Greg wants and the verticality, whatever that means, uh, <laughs> we're gonna—I'll I'll say that you would—you would—you uh, know—that's Jordan Morris's best attribute is the, his speed and, and pace to get down um, the flank in the line. So I think he would get the edge right now. I—I I don't know. I just yeah. think Richie needs to like get in. He needs game time before we can like determine if he yeah. really deserves to be in this group or not. Like, I don't even think yeah. he's made a. I don't even think he's got into a match yet. Yeah, he's made one okay. appearance. What was it yeah, like a cup match? I took... No, I think he's made one first team appearance late in the game. It was a whole lot of minutes. Um, and I and I hear what you're saying, Manny and Jake. I, I would agree with you guys. Like, I, I'm not gonna cry over spilt milk when Jordan Morris makes this roster over Ledesma. Uh, I just personally, you guys have heard me harp enough for Sargent. We'll get ready because I'm about to start doing the same thing for Richie Ledesma. I just love the kid. <laughs> I think he's extremely talented. He he brings something different to the table in his dribbling ability and his passing ability. So it's, it's almost like if you could put Morris and Ledesma together, you'd have the perfect winger. But they they both do two separate skill sets very, very well. So it's, you know, if you bring in Morris because you want that, you know, running in behind the line and a, and a more big physical player, totally bring him in. But if you want a guy that's good in tight spaces, passes the ball very well, can beat players on the dribble, then you're bringing in Richie Ledesma. I'm curious to see how, like, these, like, these, these players that would kind of fit, like, in the old school 10 mold – like how their game is going to transition because not a lot of clubs use a traditional ten anymore. So, and how is their how Greg. 
especially not great. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, how is their position going to evolve um, going forward? I mean, but, I think you see them go I, the way of Caden Clark, Mihailovic. Everyone's either going to go be an inverted winger <laughs> or you need to find another place to be creative. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we did pretty well. I mean, just looking at this, on both rosters, whether it's ours or Greg's, you have 27 players. And so we need to know from you guys in the comments down below what your rosters are going to be if you think our roster is better than Greg's. If anyone that is not on the roster list would make yours, we need to know about that as well. You're going to have to get Greg on the show, man. I'm, I'm, we I'm, do. Dead, I'm dead serious. Hey, you're, you're the one in Chicago. Manny, I think you're closest. So yeah, you know, if yeah, he yeah he supposedly lives here. So knock on the door. <laughs> oh, don't, don't have, soccer house door. Don't yeah, don't <laughs> have me do that because then I yeah, I end, <laughs> end up in Cook County. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if anyone knows Greg, knows where to find him, how to get in contact, let us know. Uh, very important podcast. Would like to speak with him and get him on. But uh, we're guys, kind of a big thanks. deal. We, yeah, yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> it's true. Um, and I'm sure he would want to hear exactly what we have to say to him as well. He'd want to sit here for an hour listening to our thoughts on the national team. Know, this is all super sarcastic. <laughs> How the hell you bring Brendan Harrison one person in the and Paul Ariola yeah. are the same player? What the hell? <laughs> That's question number one. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, it's I like, guess. Getting, like I said, it's like getting an authentic Gucci, but then going down to like the flea market and getting one that's put together that you could buy there. It's they're two different, two different categories. He probably, you know what though, but it looks like the same thing. <laughs> this is gonna probably, <laughs> this is gonna probably be all brand what I'm about to say, but it's just like when you saying that is like makes me think like them Jordans that he got, they're off brand. <laughs> It could be, man. How, how, way, how would you, I knew you how, were about to say that. How would you? So how would you tell the difference? Because you're gonna tell me Brendan Aronson and Paul Par Ariola are the same player. That makes me think you could probably see two Jordans and think they're the same. Nah, I ain't going. He, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Chris Richards would not let him get away with that. No way. Richards shoe Greg's game. He would not website. let that happen. Greg's favorite website is dhgate.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's in his bookmarks. Yes. Oh, no. Okay. God. Anyways, this has gone <laughs> way further than the roster selection. Um, guys, again, let us know in the comments down below what you think of the roster, who's a lock for you, who didn't make the roster. And we will come back when the roster actually does come out to break it down for you guys, talk through everybody that's on there, and build our starting 11 for the World Cup qualifiers. Until next time, thanks so much for watching and, and see and you Paul later. <laughs> This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.